Hey, it's John, and it's time for the J-Mart cast for Monday, June 20th, 2022. What's going on, friends and family? How have you been? Hope you've had a great week. Hope it's been going well for you. It's been going pretty amazingly for me. Most importantly, starting off with the best news for myself. I went to my uh, gyms, my Brazilian jiu-jitsu gyms, grading ceremony this week on Saturday. And I didn't know this was going to happen, actually, but my professor uh, promoted me to blue belt. So I have now uh, been upgraded to a blue belt for Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Pretty stoked about that. Of course, still got purple, brown, and black to go to. But, you know, first step from, from starting at white. The grading ceremony itself, actually, the best part about getting the promoted to blue belt is I did it while not having to go through what they call the shark tank, which is kind of like this grueling, I guess, aspect of earning your belt where you, they test your endurance. I don't know exactly what the actual like uh, exact rules are, but essentially I think you have to do a five minute round of rolling or like sparring with everybody in the gym who like lines up to go with you. So like I said, five minutes, uh, like with not a lot of breaks going against uh, a bunch of opponents can like really wear you out pretty quickly. So, <laughs> uh, I didn't do that this time around, but of course I'm not going to get away with it with not ever doing it. So I had to leave actually because, uh, I was going to my nephew's birthday party. He just turned one. So I didn't want to miss that. So I also didn't want to miss the grading ceremony. So I went to the grading ceremony. It, it, it was um, they had two seminar first, seminars first before the Shark Tank. So I did the two one-hour seminars and actually learned a lot of cool stuff. Learned a lot of cool finishes. Excited to try those. And now, uh, after that, just as I was about to leave, I told the professor I was going. He's like, "Just wait a minute." And then, before I know it, all of a sudden, I see him come out with a blue belt, and he he just like gave it to me in front of the whole class and. Uh, you know, made me promise that I'd be coming back for the, they do this twice a year, so the next one's going to be in December. So I'm going to be back to the grading ceremony in December to uh, participate in the Shark Tank and fully earn my blue belt. Looking forward to that. I'm really excited and really uh, motivated to practice and work on my endurance so I can, man, my voice is really cracky. But anyway, I want to practice and work on my endurance so I can do the Shark Tank with uh, with grace, let's just say. <laughs> anyway, that's the coolest news of the week for me. And then, of course, I did go to the birthday party for my nephew who just turned one. That was a lot of fun. Uh, it was a big birthday party outdoors. We got good weather, good food. And yeah, it was nice and relaxing. My kids were behaved themselves. They were kind of, uh, kind of just nice to have around for the party, and everybody liked having them and seeing them as well. In addition to, of course, the birthday boy, who was an adorable little uh, child that looks and he behaved really well as well. He looks great. I was gonna say I didn't finish that sentence. <laughs> he has like this fluffy, crazy hair that looks kind of like I called him Einstein baby uh, but it's not quite Einstein because like he's got a lot more curly hair like he's you know half Haitian so he's got that you know black curly hair but uh, it's not quite as tight as 
uh, normal. So it's a, a little bit looser and so gives it that uh, crazy Einstein uh, wave. <laughs> anyway, he's a cute kid. It was awesome seeing him uh, cut into the or smash into his birthday cake. <laughs> Anyway, I'm not going to do a long episode today. I just wanted to share the news about the belt promotion and then just do a quick little Bitcoin update. So holy crap, it's crashed down to, I think it went all the way down to 18, like below 18,000. It's now back hovering around 20K. So it's had a huge price decrease. Holy crap, I can't believe, blah, blah, blah. That is what a lot of people are feeling. And if that might be someone who's listening to this podcast, well, I empathize. But I just want you to understand that if you were to have the perspective of someone who's done a lot of research about the fundamentals of what Bitcoin is, and if you do that, you should at some point come to two outcomes, either conviction that this technology is so far superior to what we currently have that it is inevitable and will gain adoption or that this is just garbage and there's no point in investing any money into it. And so you should really invest your time into making this decision because it's a lot of like, there's a lot of asymmetry in there, right? Like it's a lot of time investment, but you can make the right decision and either avoid a big mistake or there's a lot of upside if you think that it is superior technology and will gain adoption. So I'm in the camp of it's obviously that it's a superior technology and will gain adoption. And from that perspective, then when you see the price crash down this low, you're like thinking, oh, great, it's on sale. Let me buy some more. (laughs) So That's my perspective. And then I just wanted to, before ending the podcast, share this thread on Twitter by Lynn Alden. Her handle is uh, Lynn Alden Contact. And she's a really good macroeconomist. She's got like lots of articles online you can read. And she's really uh, well-spoken through video as well. If you want to search some videos of her talking about what her perspective is on the economy, you will see that she's someone that is worth listening to, and this is the thread she's written. She says, Satoshi combined a number of existing technologies, first the internet, Merkle trees, proof of work, SHA-256 algorithm. She has those as just some of the uh, existing technologies. There's more, but, you know, those are the main ones. uh, She continues to say, he also added some tech of his own and made something innovative a breakthrough in accounting and money. What followed in his wake was mostly scams, but his innovation is real. Yeah, uh, like all these altcoins, all these extra other cryptocurrencies are all scam coins, they're all scams. Like, uh, and they claim to be decentralized, they claim to be like, whatever, better in some way. They're, they're not. They're, they're all just like... So here's a great example that she actually connects to. So Solana is this other cryptocurrency that you might have heard of that is like been really popular. But here's what happened. They have this uh, borrowing and lending service uh, called Solend. 
on this Solana blockchain that apparently it forced a takeover of one of their largest accounts. It was this account that was extremely close to getting liquidated. To be honest, I don't really fully understand it, but there's like this article that I quickly went over that says uh, the Solen people, there's a quote from them saying, despite our efforts, we've been unable to get this person to reduce their risk or even get in contact with them. With the way things are trending, with this person's unresponsiveness, it's clear action must be taken to mitigate risk. So then the action they took was to basically take over his account and liquidate him anyway, but do it over the counter. It's called over the counter because then it's not done through like their platform in a way where it drives the price further and further down because it's a large amount being sold. Instead, if it's done over the counter, then it can be absorbed without moving the price at all. Uh, so I guess they basically did that to save the, uh, uh, the tokens value. But I mean, you know, understandable, I guess I would do that too, but possibly if it was like my scam coin that I was trying to protect, but ultimately if you're going to call it decentralized, then it's, you just prove that it's not. Right. If you could just take over someone's account, then it's game over. If you hopefully one thing you take away from listening to my podcast is to just stay away from all the other altcoins is what they're called. When people are trying to like make it seem like they're all they're cool, they're normal. They're just altcoins, alternative, right? Whatever. They're just alternative to Bitcoin. But no, they're just scams. So just avoid those. Anyway, let me get back to the Lynn Alden thread because that was a huge waste of time sidetrack, but it's still kind of interesting. So Lynn goes on. She's got a picture of a quote from Gary Gensler attached. And Gary Gensler is the SEC chairman in the U.S. It says the quote is from August 2021. He says, before starting at the SEC... I had the honor of researching, writing, and teaching about the intersection of finance and, te and technology at Massachusetts Institute of Technology, MIT. This included courses on crypto finance, blockchain technology, and money. In that work, I came to believe that though there was a lot of hype masquerading as reality in the crypto field, Nakamoto's innovation is real. Further, it has been and could continue to be a catalyst for change in the fields of finance and money. At its core, Nakamoto was trying to create a private form of money with no central intermediary, such as a central bank or commercial banks. So this is, again, Gary Gensler, the SEC chairman. What does the SEC stand for again? Securities and Exchange Commission. So there you go, the current... SEC chairman thinks that Bitcoin is a real innovation in the intersection of finance and technology. Okay, back to Lynn Alden. She goes on, Satoshi never promised investment returns. He presented his idea like an academic thesis, and he built it. When its use case became popular, he was concerned and was worried it was too early. 
very conservative, very cautious, in it for the humanitarianism, not the money. Something that can survive eight separate 50% corrections with no bailout and continue to exist to new all-time highs should be studied. To equate crypto with Bitcoin is to misunderstand both. Everything has risks, but at least study Bitcoin. Learn from it. It's worth hundreds of hours. I'm a conservative value investor, Lynn continues. I mostly buy profitable companies that pay dividends. I'm big into commodities and real estate. I shun most unprofitable growth stocks except for a few small positions. Yet, I buy Bitcoin. True innovation. Very interested in its potential. Bitcoin could fail in a number of ways. I've done a few key podcasts on its risks. And uh, she's got a couple of uh, links here to one, the What Bitcoin Did podcast with Peter McCormick. And then another one, which is, I can't tell what the name of this is, but it's BCB episode 55 with Lynn Alden. Look that up. She's got links in this thread if you want to find it. Anyway, she goes on. But if Bitcoin doesn't fail and continues to maintain key crypto market share, then watch out. Money is a zero-sum contest. Only the deepest, most liquid, most fungible, most portable, most uncensorable, and most resistant to debasement survive. Bitcoin is leading there. Lots of bucket shops use Bitcoin as collateral as they make their various altcoins scammy crypto bets. <laughs> bucket shops, that's a good one. If those bets fail, they need to liquidate Bitcoin. No Fed bailouts, no wash rule, no protector is there, only true market pricing. Yet Bitcoin's still here. The global monetary system has been broken for decades. Ask anyone from emerging markets. Yeah, exactly. Anyone who's, you know, coming to the West from somewhere where like their country has a like a giant exchange rate compared to US dollars, they know what what she's talking about, right? Like I think in Armenia the currency they use is called a dram and it's 500 dram to one US dollar. <laughs> right? Like it's kind of dumb. <laughs> anyway, back to Lynn. She says, developed countries push volatility onto them, onto these emerging markets. And human rights battles are in large part about the freedom to transact. Censorship-resistant money is important to people. Don't dismiss it. I have a diversified investment portfolio. Stocks, cash, bonds, gold, real estate, commodities, Bitcoin. Bitcoin is the only one that I think could make a serious difference. Nobody else has a credible answer to the current global monetary problems. Yeah, I totally agree that Bitcoin is the only one that can actually help solve some of these issues. I don't know why you would have bonds or gold, to be honest, <laughs> but uh, cash and stocks and real estate make sense. Uh, cash, because you always need a little bit to you know, pay expenses and have it around as dry powder for when you see things get cheap. Stocks for companies that you actually believe in. And then real estate because you got to live somewhere, right? <laughs> um, anyway, so that was Lynn Alden's thread. She's awesome. Look her up on uh, Twitter at Lynn Alden Contact. And with that, I think I'm going to call it 
I'm pretty sure I have a cold coming on, as you've probably been able to tell from listening to me. <laughs> it's not sounding too great, but um, yeah, I'm going to call it a night. Thanks for listening, and thanks for listening to the end of the podcast. Stay active, be grateful, Jmart out.